So today I'm part two of our seven-day mini-series on pricing. Today's all about seasonality and pricing on Airbnb and Verbo, a practical approach to optimize for seasonal demand and rake in profits. So all about seasons and seasonality. Every market has different seasons. And when we talk about seasons, we're talking about demand. Um, in our market in Central Florida, demand goes with the theme parks. So when the kids go back to school in September, it's a lot slower. When kids are on break, like spring break or summer vacation, it takes higher. So your rates will move with that demand. And it's going to change whether you're in a tourist town that has a theme park or a ski town. Everyone in a ski town wants to go to the slopes when there's tons of snow. In the summertime, not so much snow. It's going to be slower. So doing rates based on seasonality is the most popular approach. And it, it has to be done right because if we neglect the factor of the seasons and we just keep a base rate constant all year, we're losing out on a lot of opportunities um, to maximize profit and also pricing too high when it's totally dead in our market. So let's talk about how seasonality can help you optimize for your rates. Uh, Tim, how do you think about seasonality? Well, in Central Florida, you know, we break this down into four seasons is the way we like to think about it. You've got, you know, we'll start with the peak and the holiday. So those are the prime times. That's going to be Easter, Passover period. It's going to be Christmas. It's going to be Thanksgiving. It's going to be New Year's. You've got some real peak times, and that's when you can really charge your highest rate and still be competitive within your marketplace. Then you've got the high season. Those are once again, the very popular times of year. John, as you said, in central mm -hmm. Florida, that's going to be some time when the kids are out of school and lots of tourists are coming in. You then have a low part of the year. And for central Florida, the low season tends to be late August, mid to late September, that range because kids are back in school, not as much traveling. Parents aren't traveling and taking their kids out of school early in the school season. So that's our low season. And then you've got the mid-season, which is kind of the, the rest of the year. So what I do, John, is we break it into those four seasons, and then we price accordingly. If you're on a, uh, a coast, so if you're on the ocean, most of the time, Memorial Day to Labor Day. That is going to be your prime season. And for that entire duration, you're going to be able to charge premium rates. Once you get outside of those windows, you're going to have to price accordingly to attract the, the fringe guest. But for Central Florida, we've got four seasons and that has historically worked very, very well for us, John. That's right, Tim. And I want to share a little hack you can use if you're in a different market or even if you're in Central Florida. Um, it's, it might seem like we're giving this very general advice and you want to know like where to start. I just want my rates. I just want to know what season's high, what season's low, what season's peak. How do I figure that out? And the best way to do this is to look for local vacation rental managers on Google or on Facebook um, by typing you know, vacation rental management in Orlando, vacation rental management, Myrtle Beach. You will find sites of local property managers where you can browse their property offerings. You can look through what properties they're offering and click on a property page. 
And many times on that page, they'll include the rate bands for every single season. So you know what the price you can expect to pay. And it will get so detailed that you'll see, for example, mid-season $490, October 1st or October 31st, 2022. And it'll have that for every single um, week that they're separating by seasonality. And it may take a little looking at first, depending on your market, but it's a great place to start because you can assume that some of these managers have done due diligence already. It doesn't mean just copy their rates because they could be completely wrong. But if you start to see trends looking on different sites of property managers and uh, different direct booking sites of individual hosts in your market, the, the rates and the seasonality are going to be pretty similar. So while your rates are going to be based on a comp set, like we discussed in episode one of this mini series, you'll at least have a good idea of the seasonality based on the dates and based on the season. What I'll do is in the show notes is I'll link to an example of a property manager in Central Florida that does this. So you have a picture, an illustration of what I'm talking about. And alternatively, you can also go on Airbnb and plug in each week of the year, see what the rates are looking like, put this data on a spreadsheet and do that for each week in your comp set. It's going to take a while because there's probably six to 12 properties in your comp set. But if you take each week and you see where the pricing is moving, you'll see patterns, you will see trends, and you'll be able to make your assumptions on seasonality based on those data points. Um, Tim, did that explanation make sense? Um, do you have anything to add to it? Like how, how if someone's completely fresh, how they would come up with the dates for the seasons, the exact dates? No, I think that makes sense. And I think you can put yourself in the shoes of the guest and how are they going to use that community? So, you know, we use Central Florida um, a lot because we're very familiar with it. And a lot of it is based on holidays and school schedules. And mm-hmm. every rental area has patterns like that. I think John provided some some good resources to go to as additional research. And then, John, what I do is I take those four seasons And what I do is I set a profit margin target for each season. So as an example, during the peak and holiday season, I want to make 50% profit margin. Uh, That translates to a very high rate, but you can charge those high rates during those seasons. During the high season, I want to make a 35% profit margin. The mid-season, 20%, and the low season, 10%. And if you know your break-even point, you can easily calculate that rental rate and then compare it to what everyone else is doing. You want to have a good starting point and you want to always keep your business model in mind. At least that's the way I think about things. And then based on your comps, you can always adjust, but you've got to have a strategy and a profit margin approach going in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if if you don't know where you're trying to target and you're just basing it off of a comp set, you don't know if your expense base is so high that you're going to lose money. So what Tim is saying, he said in an episode one, and again, now is like, you need to know your cost of doing business um, and factor that into setting your rates. Um, because knowing your break-even, knowing what profit you're trying to achieve is just as important as analyzing data points in a comp set. Because you need to know that the rates you're charging are going to cover you to break-even and, and earn you a profit. So it totally makes sense. Um, every market is different. Uh, some markets are flat demand all year. Some have one peak season. Some markets are constantly busy. Beach towns have 
you know, times that are busy when everyone wants to be at the beach and times that are not. So you need to find out what works for your market because every market's going to be different. Um, and some action steps here is peak season, um, at least in our market, it could be up to two to three times your base rate. So if your base rate is $300, I've seen people in like Easter season get $900 and up for, for their base rate. Um, so you want to make sure on those peak seasons that you're really doing due diligence to make sure that you know what's being charged for the busiest season so you don't leave money on the table. Also, some smart pricers, they block their busiest days until 90 days prior to um, the dates that are going to be booked. So this might sound a little confusing, um, but for example, New Year's or 4th of July, since those are tend to be super busy, busy travel periods, some people block off their calendar until for the 4th of July, say until May, and then they open up the calendar because they get to see what the pulse is on demand, and they can charge a lot more of a premium because of the lack of supply in the area. Now, it's different this year because we're in a saturated market in Central Florida. So there's like so much inventory that what worked last year may not work this year. But depending on your area, if there's a lot of demand and not a lot of supply, this type of thing might work for you. So while risky, you could charge much more of a premium if you hold off until about 90 days prior and then open up your calendar. But that's just one little hack I've seen people use. Um, I've also seen people, if you're empty 45 days out, lower the prices a little bit. If you're two weeks out, do a last minute special. Those types of things do work. Um, and you still need to know what your break even is, as Tim said, right? You don't want to lower your price or do a discount and you're losing tons of money. It needs to make sense for you. But many people, if they're empty 45 days out and again at two weeks out, they'll do a last minute promo as well. And I also recommend do comp analysis frequently as much as once a month to stay on top of trends. So if you subscribe to this podcast, we will give you access to a comparables analysis worksheet you can actually use and put into practice. So to subscribe, go to www.vacationhomehelp.com slash podcast, enter your email and we'll send you that worksheet. Okay. Tim, do you have anything to add into seasonality and pricing in this discussion? Yeah. You know, the only other thing I would add, John, is just a, uh, another way to think about things is when, when you've got a, uh, a prime holiday season, I don't block my calendar out, but what I do is I price higher. So as an example, um, back in May and June, uh, I didn't block out the Christmas and New Year season, but I had it priced very, very high. Because if someone really wants that home and they're trying to get ahead of the game and shop early, then I may be able to capture some premium rents. But then as we get closer to that holiday, I'll adjust it down to my pricing target. So what that does is it always keeps it top of mind to the consumer. It's just another approach. Uh, but that's the approach I take, John. And this year, especially, it worked out really well. I actually like your approach better because you're not being sneaky and like blocking your availability until last minute. So I, I like that better, Tim, because you're being way more like transparent. You're saying, hey, if you want it, this is the price, right? Um, and that's a better way to do it than to like take inventory out of the market and, and put it back. So I, I like your approach actually a lot better. It's just a better way to do business. Um, but there's different ways um, to, to do things. I, I just like the approach you just highlighted a little bit better. Um, 
So the next episode of this mini series, episode three, is going to be all about not scaring your potential bookers away because there's tons of other fees that are part of the booking. And these other fees do tend to scare people away. Um, clean fees can be too high. Uh, pet fees may be acceptable, maybe not. Pool heat fees are seen as nickel and diming. So there's things like linen fees and so on and so on and so on. And we don't want to nickel and dime our guests and scare potential bookers away. So that's what we're going to talk about in episode three. Um, and please subscribe um, by visiting vacationhomehelp.com slash podcast. I really want you to have access to the exclusive resources that will help you level up your vacation rental business. So on to episode three, um, we're ready to teach you about these other fees and why you should be really careful with them. So let's get started.